The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, where spirituality and recovery meet with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. From Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington. Now, here's your host, Reverend Anna Schaus. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth in recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host, I want to thank you for listening with us today. I'm very glad that you have joined us here on Spirit of Recovery. And I want to thank you also for your comments on our Facebook page. Check it out if you haven't recently. We had um, a Spirit of Recovery listener uh, post a beautiful poem about the fellowship of recovery on our page and so i hope you take a look at that that just uh was posted i think last night or the night before it's absolutely gorgeous and it'll touch your heart so be sure to check us out on facebook and read that poem and uh let that listener know uh, how much it touched you and i want to thank you also for letting your friends and the people in your recovery community and your unity community know about us here on spirit of recovery I love the opportunity to broadcast about the topic of spirituality and recovery here on Unity Online Radio, and I love hearing from you and about how recovery and spirituality are growing in your life and what's happening for you in your world. And thank you, too, for letting me know how much the guests that we have here on Spirit of Recovery are touching your heart because they really do. Every week we have topics that are important to the recovery community and our guests who are sharing on those topics are down to earth, knowledgeable, and innovative. Our guests are always either people who are in recovery themselves or people who work with or write for recovering people or often all the above. And our guests are bringing practical information that you can use and lively discussions that get you thinking. And I know that you are aware that you can listen to us here on Spirit of Recovery in a variety of ways. Of course, you can listen um, via your computer, you can listen via your smart device, and you can listen anytime on demand by going to unityonlineradio.org slash program slash Spirit of Recovery. And we've got lots of great archived programs on there. 
I want you to know that the spirit of recovery is a welcoming place. And so if you're a person that's in recovery from any kind of an addiction, if you're a family member that's in your own recovery as a family member or you're a family member or friend of someone with the disease of addiction, whether or not you or they are in recovery, or you're simply curious looking for information about the process of recovery, you are welcome here as a listener and a welcome. you're welcome to participate with a comment or a question via email or via the phone or post on our Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you. Again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a unity minister and an addictions counselor. I'm also a person who has in my own circle of love and friendship many people that have the disease of addiction. And over 30 years ago, those relationships got me started on an active path of personal growth and spiritual development and practicing the principles of recovery and the principles of the unity way of life. And so ever since then, my life has been an integration of the unity and the recovery principles, and that walk keeps my life richly uh, transforming and deepening. So again, I'm delighted to have the opportunity to share great guests with you, to share wonderful topics, and to have you here with us on Spirit of Recovery. Today, as usual, we've got a great program. It's November. It's Thanksgiving month, of course, so we're focusing on gratitude today. My guest is Reverend Sandra Kenny, and we're going to be talking about noticing that the glass is half full, the power of gratitude You know, uh, when we notice that the glass is half full of good rather than uh, focusing on what we don't have or what's not there, it can really make a big difference for us that when we make even that smallest shift in our perception, when we focus on what there is, focus on what's good, focus on what's positive, then that can give us lots of power to go forward. And my guest here, Sandy McKinney, does know a lot about that. She's going to be sharing with us today. Sandy is a unity minister. She has uh, 10 years in ministry, and she has uh, is currently the minister at Unity Christ Center in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And she's also a person in long-term recovery. And this June, Sandy celebrated 39 years of sobriety. And so uh, that in itself of course, tells us that she knows a lot because she walks this path and she has lots of experience to share with us. And she, Sandy has an eclectic background and she has a journey that uh, in her life that has gone, uh, taken her through several states of residence. She was born in Iowa and of course now she lives in Wisconsin. She has uh, also lived in Texas and Missouri and she uh, has spent a couple of years working as a silent Unity Prayer Associate in years past at uh, Unity Village. And her professional background also includes uh, being an alcohol and other drug counselor, publishing, sales, and marketing. She also began her own business in 98, uh, being the guardian of home, hearth, and pet, and expanded that into eight states over eight years. And she, of course, is an entrepreneur. She has a love for writing, and she also loves social justice work, and she's very involved uh, with a local group there with her ministry called Joining Our Neighbors Advancing Hope, and the acronym for that is Jonah, and it's interfaith communities that are working together and uh, doing a project uh, in Africa and uh, bringing some good uh, clean water to the villages there in Tanzania. She also has recently been elected to the 
Board of Trustees for the Great Lakes Region of Unity Churches, and uh, she's very happy about that. And Sandra has lots of leadership ability and shares that freely, so I know that she'll be a, a great asset to that board and to that region. So, Sandy, thank you for being my guest today on Spirit of Recovery. Oh, Anna, thank you for having me again. I'm remembering that it was about the same time a year ago uh, we were approaching Thanksgiving and being with you on the program uh, talking about gratitude. So great to, we'll have to make this a habit. All right, I like that. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, because, Anna, you are that person that you exude gratitude. You truly do. You uh, you are a bright light and you shine and you have a joyful presence and that is the presence of gratitude so thanks uh again i'm glad that you're going to be sharing with us about that again this year it's always something that's good to hear always good to hear so sandy tell us what uh how would you describe gratitude you know first i you know when i look at the word i think oh what's the dictionary definition um being thankful appreciative um I just think coming from an attitude, it's more for me about an attitude and a way of being in the world where uh, we can be thankful uh, for the very little things, the simple things in life, and it's and we can grow our appreciation from that place. Uh, also being thankful uh, when maybe things aren't going so well, if we can find that little nugget um, within each experience to show us that there is a place to come from gratitude. We have a banner hanging right now in our sanctuary that reads, if you only say one prayer today, let it be thank you. And I think it can be that simple as we bring this whole attitude of being into our way of living. Mm What is so powerful about that? And I'm glad you mentioned that prayer. Um, in fact, I just got an email from somebody today that that was at the bottom of their email after their uh, sign-off. What, mm-hmm. And what is it that what do you, what does that really mean? Why is it that that could be enough if that's the only prayer we ever prayed? What's powerful? I think because gratitude? it takes us to that place uh, within and within consciousness of gratitude. I'm remembering um, times even after um, having a long-term sobriety and still coming from a place in my thinking and a way of being of always saying or thinking there was something I needed um, or using the phrase I want or I need this. And knowing when that shifted, and it really did shift for me during that time of uh, moving into taking care of homes and pets when people traveled, which really took me to a place of sir, how may I serve? Um, and with that very simple life uh, became, I think, a shift within me around that simplicity. So I like the simplicity of just if there's only one prayer, let it be thank you. Just a simple way of being and living in the world. Mm-hmm. So it's that that idea of, of it, you know the relationship with life or relationship with our spirituality doesn't have to be complicated, huh? Right, right. Yeah. What um, 
would you tell us a story, if you'd be willing to tell, share a time with us um, when you have been having a difficult time, but you used gratitude and it did help uh, to make a big difference for you? Uh, well, the one that just flashed for me was when I was actually in treatment. Um, I did have the advantage of having a 35-day inpatient treatment program that they whisked me off to when they said, you know, you've had enough of this drinking. <laughs> and remembering, you know, when I look back at that time and thinking, wow, at one point in my life, the most important thing to me was the ability to party and have a drink and like the effect of what it did for me. And within days, how that flipped, uh, 180 degrees, and being uh, guided while I was in treatment to that uh, very simple uh, exercise of putting your shoes under the bed and that at night. And when you get down to uh, place those shoes there, I'm sure all of those in recovery have heard this story, but that just saying a simple prayer of thanks uh, for that day, for a day of uh, being able to be sober, and then when you get up in the morning and get down there on your knees again to get those shoes to say a prayer of gratitude for a new day and being able to um, move through the experience of being and finding sobriety one day at a time. Right. So it really gets you gets you focused on what's possible instead of what's what's kind of falling apart, it sounds like. Right. Correct. Yep. What is it that you would think gets in the way of us uh, being grateful? Because it's okay, it's a powerful practice, it's simple, and yet a lot of times it seems like we don't go there. Well, and it is it really is about attitude and the way we look at life. Um, I follow one of my uh, grandchildren on Facebook, which is why I'm on Facebook. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. And I think a lot of grandparents are doing that. And this is a, a younger woman. Um, it just is really saddens me to see that every post made is something negative and about something that's wrong in her life, and and it it just almost is glaring to see that how every thought and every comment brought to any situation, no matter what it is, whether it's family, work, anything in her life, it's what's wrong with it. And it's like, how do we flip from that? I'm sure there was a time when my thoughts maybe were that. I don't know that they I would have vocalized them. But that, how do we change? I think that is one of the powerful things that we get to experience when we start using the 12 steps in our lives, which I've always said that 12 steps is a great foundation for living. You don't have to have a problem with alcohol or drugs to use the 12 steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it, it sounds like uh, what you're saying, that story, you know, about your, your granddaughter is that it, it can't, we can get sort of in an atmosphere of negativity or an atmosphere where people mm-hmm. are just complaining about things. And because, you know, perhaps it is uh, the use of um, mood altering that does take us there, if we think of it as a depressant. 
mm-hmm. um, which many the things we use are, maybe that is the piece of what takes us there in our thinking. Right. That's a good point. You know, when you're bringing that up about mood altering, and as obviously, that's a lot of what's going on in the, the process of addiction. But gratitude is mood altering. In a different, right. maybe a more subtle way. <laughs> good. Got, got any thoughts about that? That's really good. You know, I, I was kind of looking through Fillmore's material, and um, he said how being thankful increases um, that inflow to us of the positive. And so then that really does make sense. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, that's it. It just struck me when you said that, that it really does, it, it enlivens energy. And I know you're talking about Charles Fillmore, who's the co-founder of the Unity philosophy, along with his wife Myrtle, back in the late 1800s. What else did you find about what uh, he uh, had to share about gratitude? Well, he also uh, connected it to prosperity, hmm. that uh, being thankful and having appreciation and gratitude was really necessary in our ability to demonstrate prosperity. And uh-huh. that is through divine law, so it's a spiritual law. How does that work? Why is that? Why do you think that uh, that would be? Uh, would you know, again, like if that? it's if it's changing something within us at a deeper level that we may not even be aware of. Uh-huh. Uh, that it's then changing something in our consciousness and our way of being in the world. Uh-huh. And I do believe there's a connection there that really fits with the, his teachings. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's almost like if you get yourself in that grateful frame of mind and start focusing in what what there is there, it starts expanding rather than mm-hmm. when we get all knotted up in what isn't there, it, it keeps the good from coming in almost. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. So um, what? how did you start to learn? I know you told us about your experience in treatment um, when you started to learn about uh, gratitude. What um, else, where else did you start to learn about it, about why it was so important? Well, again, I'll go back to that time when I started the house sitting because uh, I really had, was really struggling at a point in my life where I was really struggling with uh, who I was, what I wanted to be in the world um, at, you know, an age when most people have that figured out. Uh, I was really impacted by Peace Pilgrim's story. And so I literally released everything I owned, just like she did to create this uh, business of taking care of homes and pets when people travel. And for the first year, I literally did it without my own home. Um, So out of my car, kept only what would fit in the car. And it was living that very simple life. It was almost uh, uh, like the um, Thoreau's experience of, you know, once we can really simplify then we can be so grateful for what little we have. You know, I can remember during that year, um, and I was in really lovely, lovely homes and well taken care of, so it wasn't like I was living without, but I just didn't 
physically own anything myself. But it was from... Hold that that thought. It's time for our first break, and we'll come back. Uh, Stay with us. We're here talking about gratitude with my guest, Sandy McKinney. We'll be right back. Stay with us on Spirit of Recovery. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach to the world, we count on the support of listeners like you. Please make your donation today. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach to the world, we count on the support of listeners like you. Please make your donation today. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Reverend Paulette Pipe's voice has been called mesmerizing, the sound of spirit expressing in soothing honey tones. If you're one of the loyal listeners who tune in each week for her program, Touching the Stillness, you already know the power of her meditations. If her programs leave you wanting more, purchase one or both of her meditation CDs, Touching the Stillness, her first CD, and the newly released Resting in Stillness. This latest CD combines Paulette's alchemic voice with an original score by pianist Kelly Hunt and will transport you to a place of divine peace. Enliven your meditations with Reverend Paulette Pipe as your guide and take her soothing voice and peaceful presence with you wherever you go. Get your copy today. Go to www.unity.org and then click on Shop. That's www.unity.org and click on Shop at the top of the page. Are you tired of life slamming the door in your face? Did you get another rejection letter, pink slip, foreclosure notice, or go on yet another bad date? Does it seem like the older you get, the more hopeless life seems? Are you ready to stop taking no as your final answer? Then join us for Design Your Life, a talk show by Kevin Cottrell Ross, the coach's coach, Go into the locker room for one full hour with the championship coach every week and start designing your winning playbook that will make the rest of your life the best of your life. That's Design Your Life with Kevin Cottrell Ross, the coach's coach, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus and her guest. If you have a question or comment or experience with today's topic that you'd like to share, call us now at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. Call now or email us at spiritofrecovery 
at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. I'm very glad that you're joining us today. Thank you so much for listening with us. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host. And our topic today is gratitude. It's noticing that the glass is half full, the power of gratitude. And my guest is Sandy McKinney. Sandy is a unity minister. She's been in ministry for 10 years. She is also a person in long-term recovery. She just celebrated 39 years of sobriety in June. And uh, she... Sandy is an entrepreneur at heart and is, has a real heart also for interfaith work and um, is very active in her community in ministry and in participating in, in wonderful, spiritually practical ways to help people uplift their lives. And uh, she's also in leadership in the Unity Movement. She's on the board for the Great Lakes region, and uh, we're so grateful for that. Before I get back to my conversation with Sandy about gratitude, I invite you to join me for a moment, a brief moment of quiet, of meditation, to share with me a constructive idea and a moment in the quiet. So I invite you to relax, to enjoy this serenity minute, to feel that peaceful presence of your higher power as it relaxes your body from the crown of your head all the way through your body temple, to be aware of your breath as it comes in and goes out and filling you with relaxation and with peace. And share with me this constructive idea. I notice the good in my life. I let it count. I open up my heart to the good. I notice the good in my life. I let it count. I open up my heart to the good. And now let's take just a few moments in the quiet. for joining me in the Serenity Minute, and I trust that it was an opportunity for you to take a breath, to relax, to open up, and feel the presence of your higher power. And so now we're back to my conversation with my guest, Sandy McKinney, and we're talking about gratitude and how powerful it is. Sandy, before the break, uh, you were sharing with us uh, some of your experiences about how you learned about gratitude and why gratitude is so important and powerful. And you were talking about uh, the time when you had a business, when you were basically uh, pet taking care of pets, going into people's homes, taking care of pets, when uh, you had released a lot of your material possessions and you were in homes that uh, were lovely and uh, you were starting to notice some things about that. So tell us tell us some more about how that brought you to understand the power of gratitude. Yeah, one gift of that year of course was a lot of personal freedom of time and I started the practice of maintaining a gratitude journal and how getting down to the simple things in life and being grateful and appreciative 
of just the very simple things that sometimes we take for granted. I think also my experience of traveling to Africa and working with the uh, project there in developing a way for the women there who no longer now have to seek out water every day because we've uh, created a well and a reservoir for that. Um, And seeing their joy and just exuberation of life itself when they have so little. They were good teachers. Another thing that has really brought me to a deep understanding of appreciation and gratitude is uh, doing 12-step work, uh, which I did early in recovery and uh, throughout my years of sobriety. And just the power in that step of as we reach out to help someone else. I recently was able to, was invited and able to speak to a a group in treatment at a local center and just being, taking us to that place within ourselves, the deep gratitude for our sobriety as we can see ourselves where they are at. I don't know how anyone would not have gratitude then in their lives by being able to look at yourself and see where you have moved away from that way of living. So a couple of things that have really increased my gratitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, uh, again, looking at people that maybe are in a place that's similar to where we were some years ago, It's do you have a sense of, Wow, how did how did that happen? I or know, you, right? <laughs> or do you think, wow, boy, I've really worked. I don't know, or somewhere <laughs> in between. What's that like? It is it is very powerful when you you know, especially if you get a number of years <laughs> under your belt. That um, it's like, wow, how did I? How did we ever do that? <laughs> and just being grateful that uh, you have found a new way of living, a new way of being, a new way of looking at life and just really having new eyes and seeing in a different way. Uh-huh. You brought up the uh, concept of a gratitude journal. How does that work? Uh, well, of course, it was something that I heard about originally from Oprah, one of my gurus, mm-hmm. and, uh, and just the practice of uh, keeping, I am a love to write, and so I always have journals um, going. And the process of just finding five things at the end of every day to be, to have some gratitude about in Thanksgiving. And that can be from very simple to very um, big things in our lives. But I do, I think the practice of writing those down daily then can move us into a place of deeper uh, gratitude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that. Uh, you have written a poem recently. Tell I us about how you, how you came to write that, a poem about gratitude and what it's meant to you and read it for us. Well, and it is about uh, Thanksgiving. Um, and it came, a question came on an email from Reverend Felicia Searcy, who has been a visitor at our center. Mm-hmm. And on her email, the question was, what is my Plymouth Rock? And that just really grabbed me. Uh, She went on to ask, what small 
life am I stepping out of and leaving behind so I can step into my new expanded version of life? So I really sat with the question, and it just inspired this poem. And so I thought, well, maybe I would share that today since we're so close to Thanksgiving. Sure. So with your permission, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, Plymouth, Plymouth Rock, a mighty metaphor for evolution, an incredible statement of courage and strength. Folks stepping here welcomed their soul's revolution, the emotional voyage, stretching an incredible length, undoubtedly aware of what they left behind, their path ahead could have easily been paved with fear, what thoughts and feelings needed to realign so the journey into tomorrow brings freedom near, goals, dreams, and visions filled their days, of a life expanded beyond imagination, can we dream big enough to match their ways, bringing into our century their affirmations, a world of possibility ensconced in that rock, with every ethnic group from history's distant past, as the feet of ancestors release their blocks, may our ties be unbound, eliminating, releasing at last. Wow, that's beautiful. Thank you. Absolutely beautiful. I hope that you will post that on your Facebook page. If uh, I'm going to put it in my, I'm going to put it in our newsletter, and uh, for Unity, and yeah, I will put it on Facebook then. That'd be great, and that's UnityEauclair dot org, and Eau Claire is correct. E A U C L A I R E, and that's the. Uh, your ministry where you are the minister. So we'll be watching for it and also hopefully on your Facebook page or on the church's Facebook page. And you can let us know on Spirit of Recovery Facebook page that it's on there. That's beautiful. Okay. Yeah, it really is. It's beautiful. You know, what I'm really struck by is is the idea of of thinking about gratitude for expansion and Mm -hmm. for what's possible and what's, what's new. So tell us about that, about what you see as possible for yourself or for people or for people in recovery that are wanting to expand our lives. What's possible for us in these days, months, years that are coming? I do believe that as we uh, step into recovery and Perhaps that's the Plymouth Rock that we would all be stepping on. And I do want to really give credit for to Reverend Felicia for inspiring this. I did send her a copy of the poem. But as we step into uh, recovery, I don't think we have any idea of how bright our future can be. You know, I'm thinking back of when... That was my time to uh, take a look at this illness um, called alcoholism. And I really do believe it's an illness and needs to be treated that way. I was very shy. I could not speak in front of people. I had no voice. I'd had some experiences um, throughout childhood and early adulthood that really kept me from having my own voice, 
And to think this many years later, I've taken on ability to be a leader and to be a minister. And that, of course, was a, an evolution that took a lot of time, a lot of people, a lot of support. But I think as we take those early steps into recovery, we can't have any idea of what our future will hold. It is so bright and could be so great, and we can really get in touch of what we were sent here to be and what God wants us to be. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. That's powerful, and obviously, it, you know, as you said, your life is certainly uh, an example of that and a testament um, to that. I'm wondering if um, in somewhere in your heart of hearts, even when you were uh, a child, even in your young adulthood, maybe when uh, life was very difficult, was there somewhere in your heart the seed of, of what you wanted to be, uh, but you didn't think it was possible? I wanted to be a writer. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I was eight years old, I loved books. I loved reading. I loved reading especially about people, um, people who really actually lived. And, uh, yeah, I wanted to be a writer. Uh-huh. And that kind of has been in me throughout the years. Uh, I can remember the first time I wrote something that it was okay for someone else to read. <laughs> I think our, we go through evolutions um, with everything that we do in life. And and now, of course, I love to read to you what I wrote. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's probably the only thing, though, that goes, that I could go back that far and see, wow, that was there back then. None of, none of the leadership stuff was ever there until uh-huh. after recovery. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's, it sounds like there was some... this this idea maybe at least of having a voice and it's shown up in, in different ways. Some ways maybe you thought it would in some ways maybe that you didn't know that it was going to. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, uh, that's wonderful. You know, that gives me uh, that real sense of hope that uh, we're talking about here today that when we do step into that recovery process, when we step into that spiritual expansion, uh, that it is possible for us to be, you know, be who we're, who we, as you said, who we're meant to be. That mm-hmm. we can uh, change our understanding of ourselves. I think is uh, how do you see that? It seems to me that it's a lot about that. How do you see it? Um, change our idea of what's possible for us or who we are in a deeper level. Yeah, I think, uh, and I loved your meditation. Thank you for that. And I. For me, it is in meditation time and prayer time that some of that knowing comes uh, from this deeper place within us of the possibilities of who and what we might be able to be and do in the world. That's how that's worked for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a great story of something that happened uh, at Unity in Eau Claire. Uh, over a three-year process, it was three years in evolution, and as you are able to look back on something that uh, manifested, you can see the little steps and the seeds and planting, and 
Would you like me to share that story? Because it is in deep gratitude that I do. Uh, This morning, prior to beginning my workday, I walked in our sanctuary, a labyrinth that's actually built into the carpet. And those familiar with labyrinths, um, it's a very prayerful time. I did ask for to be inspired for our time together today while I was doing that and looked at that banner on the wall about uh, that one prayer of being thank you. And then I looked at the story of how that labyrinth came to be. It was that I saw one three years ago before, and it's just a year old. It was put down a year ago. I saw one in a carpet in southern Wisconsin and thought, wow, wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be special to have that in your sanctuary where it's available to, for anyone all year long? You know, many labyrinths are outdoors. And, and so I just brought a picture of it back to the board, um, did some seed planting of when we have to replace carpet, when we can replace carpet with this, wouldn't this be a great idea? And everyone agreed. And within that next year, a um, person started coming to our services who worked at a carpet store. And so I saw that as uh, God sending along <laughs> this resource. And so then I actually took three people, including that person, on a road trip to look at the one that I had seen so we could really get a visual of what that looked like. And then within the next year, so now we're into the second year, we worked on measuring and looking at samples and what would the cost be and then just held the and set intention and held the visual of this manifesting, not having any idea how that would ever happen. Um, It was certainly not in our budget or in reserves to put new carpeting down, which, and we're building in its 18th year, so it was getting close to a time when that was needed. But into the third year of really having done all of that groundwork, and the measurement part was big, and then finding someone who actually designed the labyrinth uh, based on one that had been designed here in the city of Eau Claire. In the third year, um, after we had all that put together, someone very spontaneously, not knowing any of that work had been done, came to me after service one Sunday and said, how much do you need for new carpet? (laughs) (laughs) And after I lifted myself off the floor, <laughs> I gave him the figure, and the check was there the next week, and, the pro- and we started because we had everything done and ready to go. <laughs> and when I was walking the labyrinth this morning, and if anyone wants to see what it looks like, it's on our Facebook page and our website. It was just in deep, deep gratitude in remembering that story and how powerful the story was then for everyone involved with that community to hear how it had unfolded and the steps we need to take. First, we have to have the idea, which I think comes from God. We have to set intention. We have to believe it's possible. We have to do the groundwork. 
We have to do the measuring in that case and get the carpet samples and and we have to do all of that and then it manifests. We don't need to know how. You know, we didn't need to know where the money was coming from or how it was coming or when it was coming. But once we had done all the work, and I just think it's a, it's a great example of the power of manifestation. It absolutely is. Hold on to that. It's time for our break, but we'll be right back. Okay. That, what, a, what a story. Listeners, stay with us. We'll be right back with the Spirit of Recovery talking about gratitude. Are we nearing the end of the world? Reading the book of Revelation, you might think so, and it doesn't end well. But is it possible that the Bible's darkest story is a positive tale? Author Ed Townley, host of the Unity Online radio show, The Bible Alive, thinks so. A Bible enthusiast, Townley focuses on the metaphysical meanings rather than the literal text. In Kingdom Come, new from Unity Books, Townley takes a fresh approach to Revelation. The kingdom, Townley explains, doesn't await us in the afterlife. It's ours to experience today, as we learn to find the good even in our darkest challenges. Explore Revelation in a new light. Order the book Kingdom Come online today at unitybooks.org. Listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with your host, Reverend Anna Schaus, PhD. And now, here's Anna. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. And if you're just joining us, my guest is Sandy McKinney. Sandy is a unity minister and a person in long term recovery. She just celebrated 39 years of sobriety in June. And she is the minister of Christ Unity Center or Unity Christ Center in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. You can uh, look up her website and find out more about her and about this beautiful story we just heard about their labyrinth carpet at Unity Eau Claire. And that's unity, E-A-U-C-L-A-I-R-E dot org. We're talking about gratitude, about the power of noticing that the glass of good is half full and that gratitude manifests powerfully. So, Sandy, that was uh, what a story you just told us about um, manifesting that labyrinth uh, carpet in your church sanctuary that is gratitude in action. I mean, it, everything you were saying is gratitude. You know, it's about noticing what's good. It's about focusing on that and doing the inner working, doing the, the footwork in the outer. Tell us uh, more about that, about how that works and how you practice that principle in other parts of your life. Yeah, I think the most powerful piece of that uh, story is it evolved. For me, is the power of intention, and 
setting intention for what we really want to see happen in our lives without having to figure out how. I think we ourselves get in the way. We think we have to figure out how it's going to happen. And so that was a great example of we don't, we don't have to know how it's going to happen. We just need to hold the intention, know, and, and, and be in gratitude that we know it will happen without yes. getting into the details of the how. Uh, you know, another thing about gratitude I kind of wanted to touch on was um, how how do we lose how, if we've been there, and then how do we lose sight of being in gratitude? What takes us out of that place of appreciation? And and from as I looked in my own life, I um, certainly after recovery have had periods of struggle with depression. Sometimes I believe that uh, our addictions came from maybe trying to cover up some other deeper uh, problems like depression. And depression certainly can take us uh, away from being grateful and thankful and appreciative in our lives. And yet it is its kind of a paradox because it's when we can become thankful and appreciative that can take us out of depression. At least that's how it's worked for me. Mm-hmm. What do you do or what have you done when you found yourself uh, in depression? And we know that there can be different layers of that. There can be a thing like, okay, I'm depressed today, and there can be clinical depression. So I just want to let our right. listeners know we sure understand that. Um, right. And have, that can have a physical component. And um, so given whatever your experience of that was, how did gratitude help you to move um, out of maybe a depression experience? Oh, for me, I, it, if I can get out of myself as far as being able to reach out to someone else and to help someone else. Um, I had a gentleman come in recently who was struggling um, with a separation and a divorce, and and he said he had learned from his father that, when he was feeling that way, feeling down, depressed, what was going on in life, and wanting to isolate, that the thing he needed to do is really help somebody else. And I could certainly relate to that. That's what's helped me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we really have to push ourselves to do that. Yeah. What's, what is the magic of that connection, do you think? Why does that help? I think it gets us out of our own thoughts or ourselves, our own feelings and needs, and and gets us to uh, think about others. Um, it's at least that's how it works for me. Yeah, sure. It's almost like it expands um, the viewpoint. I I know that when I'm feeling down, it's it's usually because I I am focusing on you know oh it's half empty whatever, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I don't have this, oh, I don't have that. And my world gets really, really little. And mm-hmm. I'm focusing on, oh, my, you know. And when I start to, to find a way to reach out or to be aware of what's good or to make a connection with somebody, what happens for me is my world gets bigger. Right. I'm remembering a book I read recently by Jewel, the singer's mother, wrote the book. 
Mm-hmm. And in it, there's a chapter on where she's been in prayer um, continuously for some needs she has. Um, and she's, of course, looking forward into the month and saying, well, I'm going to need money for the car payment. I'm going to need money for rent. Don't have this. Don't have that. Our God, these fervent prayers about all these needs. And the answer that keeps coming back to her in her prayer and meditation time is, you have everything you need right now. And she finally was able to, after numerous of times going through this exercise, to see that everything she needed in that moment, you know, the car payment was in two weeks. The rent was in a month. It was in the moment she had everything she needed in the now. And I think if we can get to that, we have everything we need in this moment. And we don't have to focus on what's in the future. Mm-hmm. There, there's obviously a, a slogan in 12-step uh, recovery circles called One Day at a Time. Yes. Tell, what's, uh, tell us some more about how that's part of gratitude. I think obviously that story you just told is. But well, that, that song was popular when I was in treatment. Ah, uh-huh. uh, I'm trying to remember who sang it. Um, a famous country singer. And the treatment center I was at in Shakopee, Minnesota, was out in the country. And there was a railroad tracks, And I would walk those railroad tracks just singing that song at the top of my lungs. <laughs> one time, one day at a time, <laughs> sweet Jesus. Uh are you familiar with the song? I have never heard that. I like it. I've oh, it was it. very, very popular when I was getting sober, and uh, and it was a very important part of my early sobriety. You'll have to look that one up online and see who I that. will. It was like yeah. a Kenny Rogers or someone like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. powerful, powerful song. Yeah. I bet when you did that, it uh, boosted your courage, huh? Is that what happened yeah. when you were doing that? It did, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, Sandra, uh, I hope that you will for sure post your poem that you read. It's absolutely beautiful and really uh, profound. So I hope you will post that in, on your Facebook page, and maybe we can get that on the Spirit of Recovery page too. That'd be great. Well, we can I, would encourage, I would encourage people to set with that question for themselves. What small life have I, am I stepping out of and leaving behind so I can step into my new expanded version of life? That's beautiful. That is a because wonderful one for idea. everybody to sit with, yeah. Uh-huh. And again, thanks to Reverend Felicia for sharing that. Sure, sure. Yep. And thank you. That's a great Thanksgiving practice to do, as you said, to sit with that question to uh, focus on that and uh, set that intention for for expansion, for going forward. So we just have one minute left here. What other words of wisdom would you share with us about this Thanksgiving gratitude practice? Well, I can remember Thanksgivings where I wasn't able to be with family, and so rather than 
getting despondent about that, I would go and work at the local uh, community table where they'd be preparing food for those who didn't have a place to go. And that practice over time uh, became one that my family uh, took on. (laughs) And in hearing my experience of doing that, and so... We then at one time actually did it together with three generations. Um, of, that was our Thanksgiving day is going to help prepare and serve the food at a local uh, place like that. So, And I can remember early days of being very despondent and depressed because I couldn't be with family because of geography distance and, and just sitting in that... Uh, in those dark feelings, and then the difference of being able to get out of myself, go help in that way, and see the change that happened for me. You know, it was a gift, not only that we give to others, but a gift we give to ourselves when we can reach out and gratitude and thanksgiving. Sandra, thank you so much for sharing your uh, wisdom and your life experience with us today. Um, And thank you to my listeners. Thank you for being here with us on the Spirit of Recovery. We'll be back next week, and uh, we're going to be practicing the power of gratitude. Thank you again to my guest, Reverend Sandy McKinney. God bless, and we will be back next week on Spirit of Recovery. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Recovery with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time for down-to-earth ideas about keeping spirituality at the heart of your recovery. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington. Committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at soulmatters-spiritworks.org. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. If you are able to safely turn your attention away from the demands of your activities, quiet your mind and affirm. There is a divine plan at work in my life. I now relax, let go, and let it unfold. Listen attentively, inwardly, without projecting any thoughts about what you think should happen or be experienced. Become as a child. 
trusting and receptive to the guidance of spirit within. This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity. notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts. 